This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 10, Now it's time for the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show, Mix 94.1. Good morning and welcome to the pre-show. Here we are. It is 5.30 on Wednesday, September 6th. Thank you all for getting up early with us. Thank you for all of your check-ins, your calls, your tweets, your texts. We see them. You can always reach out to the show at any time. 702-364-9400 is our number. You can call us. You can text us there. Good morning to Lisa Lisa, who's checking in. Sandel Cujo. Bob Melody is listening. Rick, Diana, and Sarah love seeing you guys up early with us. Good morning. How you doing? Not too bad. I want to thank you for the bathing suit that I bought yesterday for my birthday. You gave me a gift card to one of my favorite stores, Nordstrom. And this weekend, we have that group trip down in Sedona, so I, I needed a, a bathing suit. My wife was telling me there'll be some activities out by the pool on Saturday and barbecuing by the pool on Saturday night, and I realized that I need to get a bathing suit. So I went to Nordstrom yesterday afternoon, and uh, big sale on bathing suits, by the way. If you need a bathing suit, now's the time to buy it. I was going to say, this is the perfect time. Off-season, yes. all the bathing suits should be on sale right now. Did you get the... Did you get the ones that look like your underwear, or did you get like board shorts? Uh, halfway. They're uh, mid mid thigh, uh, uh. but they're not they're not speedos. Because uh, when I'm out by the pool at the house, I I just wear my underwear like a speedo. Um, and Laura said I can't do that with our friends, and I agree with her. So I bought the bathing suit, and it's it's about halfway up my thigh. It's nice, nice bathing suit. So yeah. thank you. No, yeah, but very nice. That should be a fun time this weekend. Are you looking forward to it? I actually am. I, I was you know I'm, I'm not a big fan of groups staying in the same house, but I, Laura showed me pictures of the house. House, and I think there's six couples going. It's a big house down in Sedona, and we have kind of our own little private area because we're bringing the dogs. So it's, it should be a really nice weekend. We'll leave Friday right after the show. It's about four and a half hour drive down to Sedona, and then come back on Sunday morning. So it should be a really nice weekend. Oh, they're very nice. It's nice that we're so close already. Just with uh, Monday being Labor Day, here we are. Just a uh, in the middle of the week already. This week's going to fly by. Does this does that throw you off? Are you thinking today's Tuesday and it's Wednesday? Does that three-day weekend throw you off? Yesterday was throwing me off because I felt like yesterday was Monday, mm-hmm. big time. I was having a hard time. Um, I We host uh, Las Vegas now on Channel 8, on um, which is on every day at 3 o'clock. And my days to host are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So I went home and I'm just like, la-di-da. It's a beautiful day. I'm like, <gasps> 
I gotta host a show today. I had I like totally forgot, so I was like scrambling. I totally spaced that I was hosting yesterday. How was the? Yeah, uh, you see, did the TV show? How was the rest of your Tuesday? It was pretty good. Um, yesterday we just uh, I'm still kind of unpacking from our trip this weekend, and that's one thing I like to get home and take everything out of the suitcase so we can put the suitcases back away in storage. And I, it always ends up that I just kind of leave it there for like three days, and just a suitcase filled with my clothes. So I made it a point yesterday to do my unpacking, uh, get that taken care of. Uh, Brooklyn, she she had a game last night, and she's still not able to play, but she wanted to go and support her team. So she went to that, and uh, yeah, it was kind of, a, you know, just getting back into the swing of things, basically. We were talking, I think our conversation was off the air when he gave me an update on Brooklyn. I'm sure people want to know how she's doing on the air with her ankle and everything. Is she feeling better? Yeah, she is uh, able to put weight on it now. She actually walked around the house without her boot, which was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're able to do this. And so that was really cool. She still has to wear the boot, but we were just kind of checking to see where she was at. She has another doctor's appointment today. They're going to do some more x-rays. Uh, now that the swelling has gone down quite a bit, they're going to check it out, make sure nothing is broken, which I don't think it is. If she's able to put white on it, mm-hmm. I think she's doing okay. And just kind of get an ETA as far as when she can play again, what kind of rehab she's going to have to do. So, yeah, she is doing so much better. She healed so much faster than I thought she would. She's young. She's athletic. I, yeah. One of your pictures I saw uh, that you posted on Instagram with her in the boot, and those those boots are those things are no joke. That is a boot and a half she's got to wear. They're heavy, mm-hmm. too. The thing, I I had to carry it once um, after she got out of the shower. I was carrying it into the you know that area, and I'm like, this thing is heavy. You have to walk around with this on your leg all day. I'm like, you're going to have a jacked calf on this one. <laughs> so one's going to be so much bigger know, than the other. <laughs> and the other one's going to be all like skinny. <laughs> so, yeah, she's doing much better. Thanks for asking. It's uh, It's been... I, I I pretty I, I'm pretty impressed with how she's recuperated in a, a week and a half. It's been pretty good. So you get some resilient kids, you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, we want to start the show. It is time to get things going this morning. Time for the pre-show. You pick them. You guys get to pick the first song of the show. Do you want to hear "Knocking a Boots" by Candyman? Ooh, boy, I love you so. Never ever ever gonna let you go. Once I get my hands on you. Do you want to hear My Own Prison by Creed? Or do you want to hear Bulletproof by LaRue? choices you can get your votes in right now all you got to do is tweet us at mercedes in the am you can vote on our facebook page or text or call us at 702-364-9400 we're going to count your votes now and reveal the winner next on mix 94.1 now back to mercedes in the morning are you ready for it on Mix 94.1. We have more to come on the pre-show this morning. Coming up next, Bob Barker, he passed away last week and he spent his last days watching this TV show. If you knew your time was limited and you had to pick a show, what are you choosing? Let us know right now at 702-364-9400. But first, the votes are in and knocking the boots by Candyman is the pre-show you pick up. You choose the music. You pick it, we play it. It's Mercedes in the Morning, pre-show you pick up. Attention all ladies. 
Bob Barker passed away last week. He was 99 years old, and uh, just uh, last night they released the official cause of death and it was he died as a result of alzheimer's disease according to the death certificate that was the official cause of death he had been living with the disease for years um and so that they were other significant conditions that contributed to his death but that is the official cause of death he was uh i mean just a a, a tv legend he won so many awards and the host of price is right and and we had mentioned it was like when you called out sick back in the day he was your babysitter you watched price is right when he called out that was the show the go-to show lay on the couch and watch price is right (laughs) absolutely he uh there was a, a story that said in his final days he sat there and he just watched the show two and a half men that's what he watched. That's what brought him comfort. So he would sit there in his final days and just watch that that show. Was it Charlie Sheen? Um, John Cryer. Yes. I, I, I mean, I haven't even thought about that song for years. And then didn't Charlie Sheen leave and they brought in someone else? Ashton Kutcher. That's right. That's right. I wonder what, which version you watched. Oh, the old, the, the one with Charlie Sheen. The original or with the Ashton? I never got into the show until Ch- Charlie Sheen had his meltdown. And then when Charlie Sheen had his meltdown, that drew my eyes to the TV show. And I watched it from season one all the way through up until Ashton came in. And it was the show was not the same when Ashton came in, which is a whole different dynamic. Uh, he uh, he is a very underrated actor, despite his other issues that he had off the screen. Charlie Sheen was a really good actor, a really good actor, so comedic he, and dramatic. I thought I thought he was an excellent actor. Oh yeah, some great movies too. And then he had another show after the um, kind of the breakdown. I think it was called Anger Management. Was another show that he had, and he was great on that. What, what would it be for you if you're you're you know it's your final days? and you just kind of want to like unwind and decompress what's the show that you would watch initially i was thinking okay it's going to be one of my k-dramas like my favorite k-drama is alchemy of souls but i was like you know what no because that's a lot of reading for me and i don't want to read i just want to like chill so i would have to pick game of thrones oh classic game of thrones would be my show i think there's enough seasons to keep me occupied there's there's love there's humor there's adventure there's scandal there's a little bit of everything so if that were the show my last show my last days i spent watching i think i would have to go with game of thrones on that one I miss that show. That's so good. You, have you ever gone back and rewatched that? No. I mean, we probably should. Last night we were trying to find a show. Finally found one, but I don't think we're really like into it. It's called Celebrity. It's like me. We're just kind of <laughs> like, this is okay. What would it be for you? Um, I would want to, to laugh. And going back, and I haven't watched the most recent seasons, but you go back to the original seasons. Larry David and Kirby Enthusiasm would have me in stitches when the show first came out. I never really got into that show. Like, I caught an episode here and there. He just seemed like a very angry man. Was. <laughs> and and so, I, I mean, but it was funny. I, I still liked it. I just sometimes was like, why is he so angry at the world? <laughs> Some of the stuff he would say, too, and he had so many celebrities on the show, and he was one of the, the masterminds behind the show Seinfeld, and you saw the Seinfeld elements in Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they actually had a, a Seinfeld reunion through Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, he did curb his enthusiasm. He definitely did that. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning. Show number 1910. And now here's your host, Mercedes and JC. 1910. We are on show 1910. Fun fact from the year 1910. 
It, that was really when pop culture started to become a thing. And the most notable thing was just the development in arts and entertainment and the development of the movie industry. That's when people were looking at little short films and Nickelodeons. Have you heard of Nickelodeons before? You pay a nickel and you go watch a little short movie in a little machine. Is that what that is? That's a Nickelodeon. Yes, that's when the movie industry was changing <laughs> dramatically. That's your fun fact from 1910. TMZ in 1910 doing <laughs> stories on Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, they're like, we would do a story but we got to be silent because it's a silent movie <laughs> so, what's he saying i don't know if this uh th this yearly fact is going to be a regular thing here but we're gonna we're gonna give it a go so there you go 1910 is all set you committed to the 1900s and i'm a fan of it i feel more educated <laughs> it's uh 602 wednesday morning thanks so much for joining us as we get things going i feel so bad steph uh steph was out sick yesterday she i think she maybe just hit it too hard this weekend i'm not really sure but she got some sort of sickness uh, over the weekend, she tested for COVID a couple of times. Everything came back negative. And then um, so she just decided to stay out yesterday, which, you know, we totally understood. And then she came in this morning, apparently. And then we get a text uh, earlier saying before we got here, just I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, guys. I'm going to have to head home. So I just I feel so bad. It's going around, though. People are. People are getting sick left and right. Yeah, I know a lot of people, whether it be COVID or just the, the cold or flu or something that's going around that have been sick over the past couple of weeks. And we just were talking about shows last hour. We just started catching up on the show, Morning Show. Uh, and it's the season where COVID hits for the first time in yeah. the pandemic. And Jennifer Aniston's character gets COVID on the show. And we're watching that last night. And she had it in a bad way. So just the pandemic is starting. So from last night to now, COVID's been on my mind after watching the morning show last night. Yeah, I got back from uh, San Diego. First thing we did was we just took COVID tests because we were traveling. And there were a lot more people in the airports wearing masks, I noticed. And I thought, oh, maybe I should have brought one. I don't know. And so I got home and tested. And I know it takes, you know, a couple of days to kick in. So maybe I'll give myself another one. But, I mean, I feel fine. It's yeah. Just, there's just so many different variants of it. You don't know if it's a mild variant if it's not a mild variant i just want to make sure well with the covid test well one do they expire because i haven't bought a covid test since 20 there's still some in the house but i think the last time i bought one was 2021 so there's still some from there do they expire and then secondly with new variants does a test from two years ago detect new variants well as far as the um expiration date i just read a story this morning saying they do expire but they are extending the expiration dates because they found that they do work longer than okay. a lot of the expiration dates. So if you have one that has an expiration date on it, chances are it'll still probably be fine if you don't want to just throw them away and waste your money. It's like that milk. It expires well on the you know on the sixth and it's the seventh. Like, ow, push You're it. Okay. I'm good. You can, I'm good. you can probably go another couple of days on that one. Yeah. What's trending is up next. What do you have for us? All right. Well, this famous couple officially calls it quits. Barbie is making her way to you and Google using AI to attend meetings for you. All of that is coming up in what's trending. Are you guys ready? Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending? What's trending on Mix ninety four point one. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are trending this morning. It's official after rumors began circulating this weekend. Joe Jonas filed legal documents to end his marriage to Sophie Turner. He's asking for joint custody of their two daughters. Apparently. He really struggled with the decision to do this. This is according to sources close to the couple saying that they he really wanted things to be worked out, but uh, they 
they talked about how they just have two completely different lifestyles. He likes to stay home. She likes to go out and have fun. Sources say there is a prenup, but um, he does want a judge to create a parenting plan for them so they can have frequent contact with both parties. So it's not so rigid. Like they can kind of come and go with each other, which sounds very responsible to me. He just wants to make sure that the kids have access to both parents at all times. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good. He uh, does also address the topic of child support saying, Hey, both of the parents are very capable of uh, paying child (laughs) support and they should be required to do so. So there you go. We were just talking on the show about how opposites attract and, and that's a big opposite right there. If someone wants to stay in and just, and, and not go out and party or do whatever, then the person you're with wants to go out and do stuff all the time. That would be a tough one. I think that it could work sometimes. It just depends, you know, because we were talking about the introvert extrovert thing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, my husband's kind of like the, he likes to go out, not necessarily party, but he likes to go out and go places and do things. And I'm more of like a homebody. And so sometimes he pulls me out of my shell. And so I finally go and do that. And then also sometimes I kind of calm him down. And it's like, hey, stay home. Let's enjoy our home that we work so hard for. You know, you find that balance. Yeah. But the partying thing that could be. Yeah, that could definitely be. An issue. I dated a girl, and uh, when I was doing the, the morning show thing, and she would want to go out all the time, and weeknights and everything. And it just, looking back, I'm like, it, it never stopped. It was on a Monday night, we're going out to ten o'clock at night. On a Tuesday, it could just be little things, like going out partying, but dinners or hanging out with friends. And I wanted to be around with her, so I would do all that stuff. And looking back on it, I never said, "Hey, I need to get to bed." There'd be times we'd be up to eleven o'clock at night, eleven thirty, and I just, I, I wish we had done the relationship differently by, by putting my foot down and saying, "You go have some fun." I'm going to bed at 9 because I have to get up at 3 o'clock to do the radio show. Yeah, sometimes people don't understand it. Like, they, hey, let's go out on uh, Thursday. I'm like, uh, I got to work on Friday. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, also trending this morning is Barbie. So the blockbuster movie, it's going to be available on premium uh, digital ownership and rental on September 12th next week so warner brothers made the announcement yesterday that the film is going to be available uh for you to buy for 29.99 and 48 hour rentals on demand 24.99 for five bucks more and you might as well just buy it right 24 dollars to rent the movie for two days yeah Oh, on, that's expensive. On that is expensive. I I would just pay the extra five bucks, yeah. and that way I owned it forever. Um, they are Barbie's now the highest grossing box office hit before inflation adjustment in the one hundred year history of Warner Brothers. The film has grossed nearly one point four billion worldwide, and it's also going to get an IMAX rollout starting on September twenty second. So beef it up even more when yeah, that's said and done. Yeah, it's just crazy. Gosh. It's crazy. But now you're, you're going to be able to own it. So that's happening next week. And then finally, this morning, Google is trending. So if Google just they just released this uh, new AI tool that can go to work meetings for you. It's called. Duet AI, they've been testing it for a while, but it just opened up to everyone this week. So here's how it works. Before you get too excited, it's just for virtual meetings. It it can't, you know, have a, an AI figure like you go into a, a <laughs> meeting. The yeah, it's not going to trick your boss into thinking you're there. They'll still know you're not there, but the feature is called Attend for Me, and it joins the meetings on your behalf, and it delivers any important info you you need people to know and it recaps the meeting later on. So if you do ever decide to show up for one again, there's also a take notes feature. So you you could still be there, but you don't have to worry about taking notes. The AI is going to take the notes for you while you can pay attention 
to what's being said in the meeting. Or if you show up late, there's a summary so far option that'll tell you what you missed at that point in the meeting. Sadly, corporate's going to need to be on board for you to use it. It runs within Google Workspace, so you can't just plug it into Zoom and go back to bed. They're going to have to subscribe and pay 30 bucks a month per person. So, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> we'll see if they'll do that, and that's what's trending. Have you ever been having a conversation with someone and they bring up something and you're you're thinking, oh, man, I'm supposed to know exactly what they're talking about, but I have no clue what this is. It happened yesterday. It was after the show. We were talking to a co-worker and uh, on the show yesterday, do you remember when we were talking about Burning Man and how all the people were stuck out at Burning Man? And he goes, I had never even heard of Burning Man until... I heard you guys talking about it this morning. I was like, really? Like that, that surprised me. I've never been, but I've heard of it for, for years. I was surprised that that was the first time he had ever heard of the Burning Man Festival. Maybe, yeah, because he's not in Las Vegas. He's he's on the East Coast. It's not in his wheelhouse. Maybe he was closer to it because I had my dad called to check in and, uh, over the weekend because it was a national news story. It was happening up there. And he goes, is everything okay in Las Vegas with Burning Man? I'm like, yes, because Burning Man is not in Las Vegas. It's not even close to Las <laughs> it's Vegas. It's a little bit farther outside of town, but it, from what I gather, everyone's going to be just fine up there. But it's funny the perception people have of Burning Man and where it is and taking place in our state as well. Yeah, and he's like, I didn't know it was a festival. It's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? A man burning? What happened? And the it poor was, guy. I know. I, he was so confused. But is there something that you had just never heard of until recently? You had no clue what it was, and you were like, wow, I learned something new. What was it? 702-364-9400. Mark just texted. He says, I'm an Uber driver, and people get into my car and say, it's my first Uber ride, or I just heard about Uber. <laughs> you think, that's so sweet. It's been around for quite a while, right? Yeah. I wonder, they're all excited their first day. I remember my first Uber experience. I'm like, a stranger's going to pick me up in his car? Yeah, just like a taxi. It was just it was just so unique, and that's back when Uber Uber drivers used to have themes too. Do you remember that they would have candy and treats? No, or, I don't remember. Yeah, that. when Uber first started, the drivers would have a theme. I remember getting to one, and uh, we were in Phoenix, Arizona, and the driver had like a pirate theme. We got inside, there was all this kind of pirate stuff. I'm like, cool, this is a pirate themed car. I, Interesting. I, I had heard of something, and maybe you've heard of it. It's a person. I'd never heard of them before. I was on Instagram. I was scrolling, and I see this picture with these three people. And right to, I recognized two of them. One of them was Sabrina Carpenter, the singer. And then the other one was Dixie D'Amelio, also singer slash TikTok famous. And the other girl, I had no clue who it is. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, who is that? Like, I, I just felt so not like cool because I couldn't figure out who it was. And so I show it to my daughter and I was like, who's that? And she goes, oh, that's Nyalia Devora. Nyalia Devora, the famous singer, but I think she's mostly known for her for her modeling, right? I have no idea. I'm just trying to make this okay, up. Okay, so good. Nyalia so Devora. I no, had no clue. I, I was picture. like... I got nothing on Nyalia Devora. Nyalia? I, I, I just texted her. I'm like, hey... Do you have a second to call in and tell, talk about Nylea? I want him to say, I hope I'm saying it right. I apologize if I'm not, but I had no clue who she was. And she just said it like it was nothing. Like, oh, that's Nylea Devora. Oh, here she is. Is it Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Hi, Brooklyn. Hi. Who's, who's Nylea? How do you say it? Nylea? Nylea Devora. Come on, Mercedes. <laughs> who's Nylea Devora? Tell us about her. <laughs> 
she's like a big TikTok scholar. And, and or what? I thought she, you said she was a YouTuber. Uh, she's kind of both. She like came more famous during like more COVID time from like TikTok and stuff. Okay, and I was I had no idea who she was. Is it bad that I don't know that, or is that kind of normal? And she's not like super popular. She's got like, ten million followers. She's like well known by like some people, but like during like more like twenty twenty one, I think it was. It was like there was like a friend group of Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio, Lil Huddy, James Charles. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. I'm writing these down. <laughs> Little Huddy? Okay, I gotta look up Little Huddy. And like Lorray. And then um, Nilea Devora is like really good friends with Lorray. So Lorray? Like, is that Coy, yeah. Coy, Leroy, Coy Leroy? Come on, Mom. <laughs> Brooklyn, we do need to have you on more because people like myself that don't have kids, you, you really enlighten us and. Um, you make us smarter when it comes to Gen Z, and I, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was funny. It was, it was over the weekend. Laura looks at me, and she goes, my wife, she goes, you got Riz. And oh, I'm like, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh, she just learned the term, so I'm like, and I know what it is thanks to you, Brooklyn, and thanks to your mom with the term. And, and I'm like, I got what? She goes, Riz. I'm like, oh, do I? She goes, do you know what it means? I go, yes, come on. We talked about that four months ago. (laughs) Welcome to September, honey. (laughs) All right, Brooklyn, do well in school today. (laughs) What? Okay, my friends are keeping guard right now. Keeping guard? Oh, are you in trouble? Oh, gotta go. Bye. (laughs) Love you. So keep it guard so you can talk on the show. Yeah, you know, priorities. <laughs> uh, Hot Three's up next. What do you got for us? Okay, so did your do your kids go to Gibson Elementary, and were they shocked, or were you shocked, when the school just cr- closed yesterday? We're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, if you do have kids, experts advise parents to have one of these with your kids for emergencies. We'll tell you what it is. And this almost destroyed... This well-known author's marriage. You're not going to believe what it is. It's all coming up next in the Hot 3. You ready? Hot, hot, hot. It's time for the Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. Any parents listening that has a kid that goes to uh, Gibson Elementary? And if so, do they have class today? Let us know. 702-364-9400. Yesterday, parents were left scrambling after they were notified minutes before the school doors were supposed to open that classes were canceled yesterday they got um they got an email and it said um we're canceling school today at gibson elementary school please do not send your children to campus today there are an unexpected number of licensed staff slash teachers absent from school today and we have made the difficult decision to not have school today we appreciate your understanding and apologize for the inconvenience was it a walkout? Teachers did a walkout. We heard about the strikes that are taking place at schools and a lot of teachers striking before classes start to be out there. Was this an organized walkout that took no, place? No, it was just that people called out yesterday. A long Labor Day weekend. Yeah, ready to come back to work? I, I, I don't know if anyone uh, has a kid that went there and, and what did you do? So many parents were left scrambling because like, they had to go to work, but now they're... Is there safe key going on? What do I do with my children for the day? We didn't because they didn't give them any notice. It was literally minutes before the school was supposed to open. And, uh, you know, I also sympathize for the staff. It's like, 
we don't have enough teachers mm-hmm. to help take care of all these kids. So what are we supposed to do? It's just such a weird situation to be in. Puts a lot of people in a bind when it happens the morning of. For did, sure. Did you have, when you were going to school and stuff, a favorite substitute teacher? Was it always a different substitute teachers? Did you guys have substitute teachers? Um, We did have substitute teachers. Here's a fun fact. This was in um this was in high school. My one of our substitute teachers was the sister of a famous actor. And she always made us guess who it was, even though we had her multiple times. And I always remember that was her gimmick. Yeah. But she's like, my husband or my brother is a famous actor. You can see him on a sitcom that airs on NBC. And we were like, oh, the first time I'm just trying to guess. I'm like, what, what could it be? He's very tall. I was going to say, is it Mark Paul Gosseler? No, she was also very tall. I'm talking she cleared six foot easily. I'd say she was probably six two, six three. Oh, what was the show Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Was it Mr. Cooper's sister? No, no. It was on NBC. NBC, tall. Really tall. Was it, uh, was it, who's the, uh, Kramer from Seinfeld? Did he have a sister? No, no. NBC. (laughs) Help me out here. 702-364-9400. This would be NBC in the 90s. Tall actor. Yes. And his sister was tall. Was it a sitcom? It was a sitcom. Sitcom tall in the 90s. I, I, it it was, I, I didn't really watch it. I didn't really watch it. Um, was but, it NYPD Blue, one of those shows? No, but you're kind of on the right track. ER. No, no. Ah, uh, cold, cold. Hunter. That was in the 80s. What? No. Fred Dwyer, Hunter? I think this was, this show started in the 80s, but I only had heard of it <gasps> oh, in the 90s. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got Do it. Do you know it? Night Court. Bull's sister. It was Bull's oh my sister. Gosh, yep. I get that? Yep. From, from Night Court. <laughs> yes. How did I get that? That is exactly who it was. Bull's sister. I don't remember his actual <laughs> name, but she was his sister, and she always, like, that was her claim to fame. Our substitute teacher was oh Bull's sister. Bull was the, um, the the security guard, right? The and bailiff. The, Wasn't he the bailiff? The bailiff. Night Court was about a, a court show at night, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> Bull was tall and bald. <laughs> and that was his sister was my substitute teacher. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, good time. She was so nice. So nice. I'm sure. Like but... the nicest lady ever. Did you watch the show when she no, came in? No, I never heard of it. I, that's that's probably why I never knew who what she was talking about. Charles but... Mole was his name. George Mole? Charles. Charles Mole. Charles Mole? Charles Mole, yeah. Charles? Charles, like oh, Richard. Okay. <laughs> Enunciate. <laughs> Charles Merle. Charles Merle. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. But she had a different last name because she was married. Okay. Yeah. Was she super tall? Yes. So tall. Like almost as tall as him, I would guess. <laughs> I just I remember like, wow, this woman is huge. Um, so yeah, there you go. Can you beat my uh can you beat my uh, guy? It was Richard Mole, by the way, not Charles Mole. Where, where did I get Charles Mole? <laughs> Charles Richard Mole. Richard Mole. Charles was his first name. Richard was his middle name. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Or are you making that up? No. According to Wikipedia, oh, okay. Charles Richard Mole. Dick Mole. <laughs> he was. He, he seemed like a nice man. All right. Finally. We got to do. That could be a whole thing in itself. Substitute teacher. Like, claim Did you have fame. a famous substitute teacher? <laughs> Um, let's see what else. We gotta get out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is your hot one. Well, seriously, <laughs> hot ones. Nothing's gonna be Charles Mole. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The legendary Stephen King, the author, some of the greatest books ever written. I love Stephen King. Do you love him? Oh, Carrie, right? Pet Cemetery. Uh, Pet Cemetery is oh, a good one. Oh, I loved that book. That book scared me so bad. I've never been so frightened while reading a book. He's uh, he's back on the news. He was doing some interviews and press yesterday, and uh, he was talking about the one thing that almost destroyed his marriage and i think it will i think it will surprise you because it's one of those things where your spouse may have an obsession with something and there's a point where this fun hobby turns into an obsession and it becomes annoying dangerous uh you're losing money on it and that's what happened to him he had something that he enjoyed became obsessed with it and it threatened his marriage what is the thing that your spouse is completely obsessed with and it's annoying you it drives you crazy 702-364-9400 you'll never believe it but it was a song that almost tore his marriage apart the song that almost destroyed stephen king's marriage was by lou bega and it's Mambo number five. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. This is the thing that almost destroyed his marriage. He said, I, he said, I, no, it, this is a joke, right? No, I, I, I couldn't make this up. He said that it, he was so obsessed with the song that he got like all the dance remixes. He would play the extended play versions. There was one that was just an instrumental of the song, and he would just play it over and over to the point where his wife said, one more time, and I'm leaving you. I mean, how tempting would it be to just be like, play one beat of it? (laughs) You said you were leaving me. (laughs) What is the thing that your spouse is so obsessed with that you could see it being a problem? Well, Laura's obsessed with horses, but it, it, it is not a problem in our relationship. It has now become a, a lifestyle of ours, and, and I'm all in on this thing. But it is, I mean, horses are her life. She's, she, she gets up at 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning in the summertime to go out there to the ranch and take care of the horses. We're out there on the weekend with the floods taking care of the horses. She shows the horses. We have horse paintings in our house. Our world 
revolves around horses in the equestrian world. And I'm happy I'm not in Stephen King's wife situation where it annoys me and it bothers me. But there have been some mornings where she gets up early and I'm thinking about wanting to sleep in, but she's getting up and heading out to the barn and stuff. And so it's definitely taken over our life, but I'm, I'm down with it. It's an obsession for sure, but it's an obsession I'm cool with. I'm not against it. Was there ever a time where you were kind of like, eh, or like, I, I know horses are not cheap. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm sure a lot of money goes into the maintenance and stuff. And you're like, wait, we're spending a lot of money on these horses. Like, you know what I mean? You look at some horse shows and stuff yeah. that you compete in. And horse shows, they're a lot of fun. And she's doing really well this year. And this is going to take her to a, another level where she can get compete for some some money hopefully at the end of the season but you're doing these horse shows and all this training goes into mercedes and you haul the horse out to the show you get an airbnb you pay for the thing and she has a great show let's say she comes in first place you get a blue ribbon whoop-dee-doo here's the thing oh my gosh there was one time where she won she actually won money and it was like 36 dollars and we get the check in the mail and i was just so excited i took a picture of it and sent it to one of the dads whose daughter rides like look Horseback riding is finally paying off. It was like it was a spoof. It was thirty six dollars, and I kid you not, Jax. This one was Jax was a puppy. He somehow got it and he chewed it up. Oh no! Like, the one time we get paid for horseback riding, it's thirty six dollars, and the dog actually ate the check. And now there's a, there's a vet bill on top of that because we got to take him. <laughs> so it costs us money. Yes. Hey, good morning, Mix. Who's this? Uh, Timon. Timon, what is your spouse obsessed with? That is kind of annoying. Oh my God, motorcycles. He collects them at this point. And we had at one time three, almost four of them in our garage. Wow. That's a, I mean, over my entire area. What, at what point do you put your foot down or did you? Did you finally say something or is he still just so into it? I told him that he can't ride three. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) At least, you know, you make boundaries. You don't try to take it away from them. You just make boundaries, right? Do you have one? What would it be for Matt? Oh, my gosh. Sneakers. We fight about it. Like, it's a thing. And he finally cut down on buying them. It was literally, there's a drop today. Oh, there's a shock drop. He texts me, hey, did you get this notification for a shock drop? Get it in men's size 10 and a half. I'm like, oh, my gosh. what? Are... Yeah, we cannot fit all his shoes in his closet anymore. They've spilled out into our bathroom. So we have shoes in our bathroom. And it's just really frustrating. Maybe use that line that the last lady said. Matt, you can't wear. You can only wear one pair of shoes. Oh, he would. He would argue that he'd put a pair on his hands, <laughs> some on his elbows, a <laughs> couple on his ears. Tapes around his body. Yeah. Yes, I can. <laughs> now back to Mercedes in the morning. Are you ready for it? On Mix ninety four point one. Something absolutely horrifying happened to my friend over the weekend. I just found out about it yesterday. It's one of those things that you hope never happens to you. But unfortunately, I'm hearing more and more stories about this happening. Like It's going and getting a drink somewhere and having someone put something in your drink. This happened to your friend? Yeah. This past oh. weekend, I caught up with her yesterday and she told me what happened. And uh, I, I was just I, I was sick to my stomach for her. I couldn't believe what happened. Has anyone ever been a victim of having their drink? Um, spiked or put something in your drink and what happened? Where were you? Do you remember what happened? 702-364-9400. She went out with some friends over the weekend and they went to, they went to a party 
um it was a it was like a house party but it was she didn't know the people she was going at, with someone who knew the people mm -hmm. so there was a lot of people there um it was a labor day weekend kind of thing and she gets there and she starts talking to some guy that's there that she had never met was like so nice and he says do you want a drink and she's like yeah so he gets her a drink it, actually he got her she said he she, he opened a bottle of beer and she saw him open it but he didn't give it to her right away so she thought she was in the clear because she literally saw him mm -hmm. but then like she got distracted da, 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 and then he handed her the bottle and she drank it and she said everything was fine until I, I think she said it was like 15 or 20 minutes later. She said everything started going slow motion. She goes, I can't explain it. But like I was talking, but it wasn't really talking. Things were coming out slower than what was happening in my brain. She said, all of a sudden, I remember trying to move, but I like I felt like I was in mud. And my she goes, the last thing I remember is my friends like trying to hold me up. And trying to help me. And she goes, and then the next thing I know, I'm in the bathroom and she's getting sick, just uncontrollably throwing up. They're freaking out. They finally decide, hey, this is this is not good. We got to take her to the emergency room. So they took her to the emergency room. She had gotten sick. She threw up a lot. And so they took care of her, rehydrated her. They ran toxicology on her. And nothing came back, which she was kind of upset about. But they said, you threw up a lot. Mm -hmm. It's probably all out of your system. But she's convinced that it was that person. And so they're like trying. I guess that guy had asked her out before this all happened mm -hmm. and asked if they wanted to get together. They exchanged Instagrams and stuff. And so she just blocked him. I'm like, you need to like question. And she said, I. Well, I just feel like I have no recourse because everything came back clear on the toxicology. But I know, I know he put something in my drink. I know he did. This is so scary. What about the person that you said it was a house party? You're at these things happening at nightclubs, bars all over the place. This is a house party. So obviously someone owned the house. Someone was throwing the party. Did you talk to the person that was throwing the party the, and say, this happened to me? And I'm pretty sure it was Tom, the guy that I was talking to. So the friend that knew the person that actually lived there, they said, who is this guy? They mm -hmm. should send a screenshot of the Instagram. And they're like, honestly, I don't know. I think he's a friend of a, another friend. Oh, gosh. That, so they're trying to figure out how, why that guy was there in the first place. Mm -hmm who he was, why he was serving drinks. Like, it's not even your house. Why are you serving drinks to people? And so it was just a scary thing. And she's okay. She's still actually, she's physically, she's okay. She said, like, mentally, I'm, like, really messed up from it. And and her friends are, you know, trying to help her. And I was like, if there's anything I can do, I just, I feel terrible. But has that ever happened to you or someone you were with um, where you went somewhere and you had someone put something in your drink? I mean, it's just... I can't even believe it. I like I want to say maybe at a nightclub I could see that happening, but it was at a house party, mm -hmm. which I guess I don't know. It it all it happening at all. Like why why would a guy why why do guys do that? That's disgusting. Here's here's the thing. I it happened to a friend of mine. You know him. It was a guy, my buddy Gil. He was in West Hollywood at the time, and we think that he took the bullet for one of the girls he was with. They were doing happy hours at a bar in West Hollywood. He was there with a couple of girls, and he ordered some drinks and everything, some stuff going on, and he grabs one of the drinks, starts drinking it, has to use the bathroom at this place, at this bar. You have to go up a flight of stairs to get to the bathroom. 
Same exact thing you're describing, Mercedes, as he told me. He remembers getting to the top at the top of the stairs. Everything is woozy. Next thing he remembers, he's at the bottom of the stairs. Oh my gosh. So like, he go, walks upstairs fine. Next thing his friends do, they see him tumble down the steps. Like, what is happening? They think someone drugged one of the drinks for the, they, thinking the girls is going to get it, one of the girls in his groups mm-hmm. and get it. He just grabbed the one that happened to be spiked or something done to it. And he, and he took the bullet for the, one of the girls that was there. But it is a scary situation when that happens. It's awful. It is absolutely awful. Hey, good morning, Mix. Who's this? Hi. Mercedes, JC, this is Paul. How you doing? Hey, Paul. Good. What's up? What do you think? Well, you know, this is crazy because it is going on uh, more and more, it seems like. My wife was a victim about uh, about eight years ago. It was at a strip hotel. She was out with some friends. She was hanging out at the bar and said, you know, I need to uh, go use the restroom. So she goes to the restroom, comes back to the bar, and she remembers, she does remember talking to some uh, ladies there, and she started. She shook their hand, and it was as if it was a soft shake. And then realizes things started getting a little blurry, and then realized her ring was gone, the <gasps> wedding ring. Oh my gosh! It's like a crime ring. And uh, <laughs> unbelievable. We had to go to. Uh, she went to the security, the full surveillance, and they just saw them mingling, but you know, saw a little shake. You know, the exchange tried to. To get a uh, picture of who the two were, but couldn't get to the bottom of it. Yeah, so she lost her wedding ring. Oh, that is awful! And they never caught the the women. Nope. Oh, how, how was she health wise? Did you have to go to the hospital? I mean, the ring you can replace. It's awful that happened. Was she okay health wise? She was okay. She went to the restroom and she just kind of blacked out. And some ladies in the restroom helped her, and she she just sat down in the uh, in the casino. And she just was uh, drinking some water and just came around and realized that, that something happened and she she went home. What a nightmare, Paul. I'm so I'm so sorry that happened to her. Please send her our best. I hope she's doing okay. Thank you so much for for calling. That is so scary. Someone just texted said, uh, I was in a similar situation at a Halloween party several years ago uh this one says someone spiked my drink at the they name a restaurant inside one of the hotel casinos it says fortunately i was still with my ex and um he could immediately tell something was wrong um he and i started talking to uh, oh gosh a lot of these are coming in i'm having a hard time keeping yeah. track with this is really scary that's like something i worry about with a daughter who you know is in college and going to parties and stuff like that i was like Unless you open it yourself, do not. I mean, please don't drink. But I'm not an idiot. I know you know drinking yeah. happens. You know, don't don't take anything anyone gives you to drink. They could put put in soda or something. You never yeah, know. Exactly. It's got to be so safe. Well, hope your friend is doing better and they figure this whole thing out. It's scary stuff. You can tell there's a writer's strike going on because there's just a lot of bad reality TV and game shows on right now. Have you noticed that? I think I see Family Feud in primetime all the time now. Like, what is happening? And then I saw a preview last night for some uh, game show that's coming out um, hosted by David Spade called Snake Oil. Have you seen that that commercial? I have seen the previews. I'm kind of interested in this game. So the, the premise with Snake Oil is that um, you have to decide whether or not 
the the items that they're showing on there is a real item or it's snake oil, or it, meaning it's fake. Is that how it works? I think you think like the sh- Shark Tank, how they're pitching ideas. Uh-huh. If the idea is a real idea or this idea is a fake idea. That's what I heard the show is about. David Spade is hosting. Snake oil is coming to Fox. We should try this. We should try to. I think you're a great pitch person. I think I can give you anything and you would sell us on it. I'm not sure how I would do. But maybe we just pick random made-up products, and I found a list of them. There's 72 different made-up products. Uh, just a ma- like do uh, a pitch, a, a, a commercial. A commercial pitch, yeah, will. exactly, and and make it believable. <laughs> like it's a real deal. I got a clock with 30 seconds on it. Why don't you pick a number between one and 72, and I'll tell you what the product is. Okay, um, let's go with 20. Okay, your product is a jetpack for goldfish. Jetpack for goldfish. 30 seconds to sell us on it. Go. Hey, it's Mercedes here, and I want to tell you about an amazing new product that I got for my goldfish. It's the Jetpack for goldfish. (laughs) My goldfish loves his Jetpack. Instead of going around the tank slowly and boringly, he straps this thing on and zoom zooms all over the place. I'll be honest, the other goldfish are pretty jealous. So if you want your goldfish to have fun while swimming around that tank, get yourself a jetpack for goldfish. How do I get one? (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. All right. Did did I sell you on the jetpack for goldfish? I don't know how they crown a winner on snake oil, but you'd be a winner. Okay, okay. I'm going to give you one. Okay. Um, Let me think of a number. Think of a number. I'll look at the, the sheet. Um... Let's go with my birthday number, 22. 22, okay. This is a chocolate milk keyboard. A chocolate milk keyboard? A chocolate milk keyboard. Okay. Okay. So, um, JC, sell us, sell us on a chocolate milk keyboard. All right, it starts now. Hey, JC here, and let's talk about music. And one of the biggest music instruments out there is a keyboard. Now you can have a regular keyboard where you play your tunes, or you can buy the all-new Chocolate Milk Keyboard. Now when you're playing this keyboard, you can drink as much chocolate milk as you'd like. Think about it, play it your favorite tune, and you're drinking chocolate milk along the way. Everyone loves chocolate milk. Everyone loves the sounds of a keyboard. You put the two together, and you're going to have a smash hit. That's the Chocolate Milk Keyboard. I don't know if I want a chocolate milk keyboard. <laughs> that was hard I don't want to drink so much chocolate milk while I'm playing the keyboard. You're like, <laughs> It's hard. That is way too hard. I, Like I said, the writers are obviously on strike. We got nothing great on right now, but I may tune into this one just to see what it's all about. Something, someone just came in the text line. A chocolate milk keyboard is a real thing. Wait, what? No. <laughs> oh, I was like, you're kidding me. You can actually buy that? You ready? Something's coming. It's time for the Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. F1 is coming to Vegas, and uh, there's been a little bit of a a discussion regarding one of the buildings that is being built uh, for the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Uh, An F1 representative said that race officials had recently been informed of the correlation of the use of the word paddock on their building site with the name of the gunman um, in the October 1 shooting. Oh. So uh, a paddock is a a word that's used globally to describe the building that has the driver's garages. But um, 
they they told Clark County commissioners that officials were looking at changing the name just out of sensitivity to the community. Uh, once it's completing it completed, the building is going to span three hundred thousand square feet over four levels at the corner of Harmon and Koval, and that's going to serve as the hub during uh, the Las Vegas Grand Prix race in November. So they're looking to change the name of that because of that affiliation. And then is that, that'll just stay up then for future races or future events? They're not going to take that down, will they? Yeah, I would think that it would stay up. Yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, uh, especially if it, it, it comes back. So um, I, I, th- I like I like that they were sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it probably would have just gone over my head um, because I, I don't, even remember that person's name and but at the same time i just appreciate the sensitivity to it i really like that 100 percent, right there with you if you said what does that name have to do with the city i would have got it yeah because we don't mention his name we don't talk about that guy's name exactly anyone um you hear about these like people doing airbnb for f1 and airbnb for super bowl and there's property strip properties are making a lot of money off this thing anybody like personally making money off this if you're an uber driver is that gonna be a big weekend for you I hear people at the Panorama Towers that they could do Airbnb of their place for like ten grand a night when F1's taking place. It's going to be a big weekend. One of my uh, friends, she is a part um, partner in a restaurant that overlooks the Strip. And so we were there a few weeks ago and we were looking at it. I'm like, this is like the direct line in which they're going to be racing. And she's like, I know. And she was telling me that... Certain places now, this might just be her case, but if you don't pay the F1 people a certain amount of money, if your place overlooks the strip, they're going to build a wall so it's blocked. I heard that. They won't let you have a view unless you pay them to have the view. It seems so illegal to do that. It seems. Is this? I'm typing the name of the restaurant. If it, see if, tell me if I can say it or not. But it's because I think this restaurant is going to have an insane view. That is not the restaurant, but that's a that that one will have an amazing view. Yeah. So for the, sure. the one I should show Mercedes is Ocean Prime, and that's right there at the corner of it's it's Harmon right there in Las Vegas Boulevard. So that's kind of that's on one of the turns right there. The balcony is gorgeous. And I asked the manager about that at the time. Like, what about F1? It's already been rented out some corporate. They, they wouldn't say who it is, but some, some corporation rented out the balcony for race weekend. So do they have to pay? The, I, are, how big of a wall are you going to build? Because like, Ocean Prime is, is four or five stories high. Yeah. Ellis Island's going to have a great view, too. That's like right on one of the turns as well. There's so many of these little places in town. They're going to have amazing views. If that's the case, if you're not paying the fees, they're going to build a wall? Come on. That just seems a little... A little crazy, but I don't know. I don't know all the the rules behind it. So, does anyone know the rules? Let us know because that just <laughs> seems. Oh, you're not paying the fee. Let's build a wall yeah, five stories high so exactly. Ocean Prime can see. Exactly. Uh, also, this morning. So, th- did you see that U.S. Open fan that was kicked out of a seat yesterday? No. What do you do? Oh my gosh, it's terrible. So, um, it happened during Alexander. Uh, Zverev, I'm sorry if I'm saying his last name, um, his his match with Janik Sinner um, yesterday. And right before Zverev went to serve, a fan yelled out, um, I, I don't even want to say it because I don't, I, I, I hate the affiliation, but it's words associated with Hitler's Nazi regime. Now, the guy is from Germany, so I, I think he was trying to like make it like, we're on the same team, mm-hmm. but the guy stopped, 
immediately went to the umpire and said that that comment was completely unacceptable. Couldn't believe he said it. So the official turned around and asked who said it. Well, the guy's silent and everyone around him points to him. (laughs) He's like, that guy said it, that guy. So they ended up kicking him out. Uh, He was ID'd. He was... He was ejected from the game and uh, escorted out of the stadium. Well, good for them for doing that. Yeah. Get oh, that bum out of there. And the the fact that he stopped the game, the player that he was actually cheering for, he's like, that would absolutely not. That does not fly with me. So, yeah, got, a fan got kicked out yesterday. This is the episode of Ted Lasso when the guy said a derogatory comment to one of the other fans. One of the two guys on Ted Lasso on the soccer team, the football team, went into the crowd and started accosting the fan. Do you remember that? Oh, what season was that? The last season. They were uh, they were walking out uh, after the game, and a fan said a very derogatory comment to one of the other players on Ted Lasso's team. And another player jumped the fence and went after the guy who was about to fight him in the crowd. I like that. You take care of your team. Yes. You fight for your team. All right, finally this morning. So Oprah and The Rock, they thought they were doing a good thing when they teamed up to ask people to donate to the Maui wildfire relief. They even kicked off the fundraiser by dropping $10 million into the pot. But a lot of people are upset, and they think it's ridiculous for them to ask normal people to donate, especially in this economy, when those two combined could give so much more. So Oprah, who's a billionaire two and a half times over, she got comments on her Instagram like, you have billions. You could donate $100 million and still be as wealthy as before donating. You give the money. Um, then people are talking about The Rock. He's he's worth an estimated $300 million. And people are saying, dig in those deep pockets, Rock. You got this. Maui will thank you. They're, do you think it's unacceptable for celebrities that are really, really wealthy to ask normal people if they can donate money? I don't see anything wrong with what The Rock and Oprah did. I don't. It's called fundraising. It happens all the time in different scenarios. They made a very generous donation. And who are we or who am I to judge how much The Rock or Oprah gives to the Maui fundraising? I don't see anything wrong with them for making a donation and then encouraging others to. The Rock's not saying, give me a million dollars. He's saying, hey, we got a fundraiser going. If you can donate some money, that'd be awesome. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I've always looked at it in a different way. For me, it's always been about raising awareness. They're high profile. So we know who they are. And then they say, hey, they really need your help if you can donate and just bringing awareness to the situation because of their platform. And yes, that's great. I I hope you would donate if you're asking us to donate. I'm hoping you're going to donate probably a substantial amount of money. But it never bothered me. But a lot of people are mad saying that they should they should be the ones throwing money out there and maybe asking people that don't have as much money to volunteer instead or help Other out ways to help yeah, out be part of the you know the boots on the ground effort but uh, again i always felt like they were just kind of bringing awareness to the situation i never looked at it like oh the rock donated 10 million now he wants me to donate 10 million i know <laughs> i don't think they expect that of yeah. me <laughs> we've got a lot coming up on the show including nine o'clock hour nine forty. those tickets to go see usher and the next hour when you win heads up you're gonna get an apple home pod mini it's better over here. after investing billions to light up our network t-mobile is america's largest 5g network plus right now you can switch keep your phone and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 
up in just about 15 minutes, we have your tickets to check out Usher, his residency over at Dolby Live at Park MGM. Your tickets on the way with Heads Up, like I said, just about 15 minutes. I was telling Mercedes uh, this off the air that um, I've just been kind of out, out of sorts the past couple of days. And it's because we lost a close friend of ours, uh, Laura and I, uh, a dear friend of ours, passed away on Monday. And, and he was sick for a couple of years, and, and the signs were there that it, the, the end was, was coming up. But still, just a hard thing to process when you lose a friend. We lose anyone in your life, and it's just the grieving process, and it's just has been, for me, it's just been a really weird 24, 48 hours when, when you lose someone. And there's moments where it starts to sink in even heavier, and then you think of the, the, the fond times, the good times with that person that you had, and that's what Laura and I have been doing in the past couple of days. And uh, But then just the heaviness, the whole situation kicks in and all of a sudden the sadness takes over you. Grief is an interesting thing to deal with. Yeah, oh for sure. And and my my um apologies and just my condolences too on the loss of of your friend. It's always a sensitive topic and like I you know when someone says someone passes away and you don't you, like you're like what's my business? You know what what do I say? What do I ask? What is my business? So all I can say is my condolences. <laughs> no, and I appreciate it too. And I, I'll um give some details. I won't go into full details, but very young, 61 years old, Alzheimer's. Early onset Alzheimer's. And I mean, what a just a vicious vicious disease to deal with and um and but early onset and was first diagnosed, was dealing with it, and, mm. and but it was just like the past year is when things really started to just you know just go south, and it was over the past month that things just went south real fast, and the, the writing was on the wall about a week or two ago that it was gonna that the end was in sight. So, but it was it was Alzheimer's, and he was 58 when he was diagnosed with it, and to get that diagnosis at any age is, is an awful thing to deal with, but 58 is so young, Jeez. so young, and to watch him deteriorate over over the years too to you know what what he was as 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 the person as our friend to where he was on his final days it's just it's a sad thing and he's he's got two daughters and a, and, a, and a wonderful wife and everything and it's a hard situation but it's just yeah it's just hard i don't know where to go with it but it's just it, it's a hard thing to deal with does it ever make you i know when anyone close or even not close it just you hear of someone passing away young like with Steve Harwell the other day you know he was what 55 years old 54 55 you it, it does I, I'll question my own mortality and I oh man I could get really morbid with this but I'm mm, go 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 with it this is so morbid so like when someone passes away you see like the picture that they choose to show that person and I think of this with my dad all the time. This is so morbid. I apologize in advance. I hope someone else has thought of this. And the picture that we always use, like when we show my dad on social media or whatever, it's a picture that my aunt took of him and my and my grandpa in her kitchen. And I always think, did she know she was taking the picture that was going to represent them after their death? I why does my mind go there? I don't know. But then do you ever think, what is my picture? What's gonna the photo going to be? Yeah. <clears throat> what, when I pass away, what's the picture that they're going to use that shows me? Is it going to be one that my husband took? Is it gonna, like, what's the picture going to be? It's so extremely morbid. And I just, I, but I don't know why my mind goes there. Every time I see the picture of my dad pop up on my memories or whatever, I think, 
it, he had no idea when she was taking that picture that that was going to be the picture. No. That, it's you, so bad. But I think that's a good conversation, actually, to have. Like, what would be the photo that you want? Maybe that's something that people should start having that discussion of, hey, that's you see that photo of you, like, that's me. I see me in that photo. There, there's one of me here at the radio station where I'm standing behind the board, behind the microphone. The lighting is perfect and everything. And I'm like, it's a wonderful picture. I use it on a lot of things, but... I don't want that to be my picture. I don't want it to be, hey, JC worked at Mix 94.1, so let's use that picture everywhere. I know the picture I want. It's when we were driving in Wyoming. We stopped, and there was this just gorgeous, wide-open field, nothing but beautiful skies and hills and hills behind me. And, and Laura took a picture of me, and that's what the photo I want to be, me in the open in Wyoming, just fields behind me, and there's just happiness and the sun shining on me. Does that is that a discussion you've had? No, I just now had the discussion for the first time. I think now you know, people know, when I do pass Mercedes, that's the photo I want. Well, I but I like, I really think that's something you should discuss with your loved ones. As a, you know, included with the will and, you know, do you want to be buried or cremated? Da, da, da. This is the picture I want used. I think that should be a discussion. Um, my aunt passed away recently, and I see the picture that they used for hers. And I remember seeing that picture when they just took it, and I was like, "Oh, my, you know." It's like, do people think of those things? I I think of like, okay, if that were to happen to me, what is what's the photo everyone's going to use? And I I don't know, I don't know. I I got it. I guess I have to have that conversation with my husband. Do you want it to be where you've you've hosted many functions where you're dressed up very nice and you go out and stuff and you're dressed up very nice in a dress or something, or do you want it to be more of the casual version of you. You love San Diego, a photo of you out at the beach. I don't know. Like, it, part of me feels like gross thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, there's something really devastating about it. Like, that's how you will be forever remembered. And part of me doesn't want to say, like, oh, that time at the beach, that was so fun. That's going to be my death <laughs> picture. Like, you know what I mean? I'm starting a folder on my, so on, my, on my phone sad. right now. <laughs> so when I do pass away, you can open it up and it'll say JC's remembrance photos. You open it up and there'll be five or six photos. I'll let you choose from. Oh, my gosh. But they're, the, they're the ones approved. <laughs> Are we really having this conversation? Uh, I, it's just something I think maybe we should all have a discussion with our, our family members, just how you want to be remembered. But going back to the original story, I'm really sorry about the loss of your friend. That's always so hard. And it's just, especially when you see this person who, you know, when you knew them, they were just so you know, full of life and strong. And then whatever disease gets a hold of them and just completely deteriorates. And it's just like heartbreaking. And I'm just sending love to you guys and, and their family, too. That's just really sad. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know they appreciate it as well. They listen to the show. And, uh, and I'll even pass the messages on to them if they're, they're not listening. Much more to come. It's Mix 94.1. I need to hear how this whole thing played out. I I <laughs> honked I honked at the wrong person oh, yesterday. Did? Have you ever done that? Where and we talked about this just like a couple of weeks ago, like honking at someone. You were at a red light and a police officer was in front of you and they weren't moving and you were like, "You did honk." I did a right? li- I did a light tap. Yes, I, and your police officer friend texted or called the show and said, "Do it next time." Yeah, that it's okay. They might be working on their computer or something. It's all right. So. Yesterday, I am driving to Channel 8. We uh, host a TV show in the afternoon at 3 o'clock called Las Vegas Now. So I'm hosting yesterday, driving down there. Um, I'm on the strip. I actually, uh, I'm going down the strip. I'm like right approaching the intersection where it's like Circus Circus and that like gift shop is right there. So we're approaching it and the light is red. And there's this car um, driving in front of me and... 
they stop and I stop. And I notice as soon as we both stop, the light turns green. Well, there's like a few cars in front of them, so it takes a minute for them to all move. But the car directly in front of me is not moving. So I can see their head is down. They're looking at their phone. I could I could just tell from the back. So I was like, I'm going to give them a second. I'm going to give them a second. Nothing. So finally, I'm like, oh, I got a honk. I got a honk. And I was like, why are they not looking? So I'm annoyed. So I... I maybe was a little aggressive on the honk. Maybe a little. Just because I was annoyed. I was like, well, you just pulled up. You can't like wait two seconds and, and you have to look at your phone and you're going to sit on it for five minutes. So I was annoyed. I was annoyed. So I honk it. I was, and it was about like that. Well, maybe not that long. It was more. Uh, yeah, I'd say it was like that. Solid pressure, like, though. Eh. Then I see them <gasps> put their phone down and start driving. And I was just like, ugh. Whatever. So I pulled into the next lane, past them, and I do that. I'm going to look at you while I drive by <laughs> to see who you were. I'll show you. The audacity. Well, their windows are tinted, so I can't really see in. But they, I know they saw me. I know they saw me look. So then as I pass them, I notice they get, they get behind me. And I'm like, oh, great. Now they're behind me. I'm turning left. No big deal. I'm like, I lose them. I'm going to Channel 8. Where are they, where are they going? Bagel mania, maybe like it's fine. So you make the left on Convention Center Drive. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So I turn left, and and they also turn left behind me, and then I put my signal to turn right to go to Channel Eight, and they put their signal on to go right, and I'm like, there's only two things here: Channel Eight and a parking garage. Please tell me they're going to the parking garage. So then I go. Put my signal to turn into Channel 8. Their signal goes on. Could still be the parking garage. Or cutting through the DI. Uh-huh. They're cutting through the desert. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's still hope. There's still hope. Like... There's still hope. So I turn, and then they turn into Channel 8. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. There's still hope. There's still hope. There's, there's still a, hope they're that they're a, a guest. guest or a visitor, because we use a key card to get in the parking area. So I pull up to the gate. I pull no! out my key card. <laughs> the thing starts sliding. They pull up right behind me. But I don't see. We have these stickers on our car to indicate that we're employees. I don't see a sticker on their car. And I'm like, oh, boy, maybe I'm in trouble. Maybe this person is mad at me. Road rage. Yeah. And they're following me in here. So now I'm kind of freaked out. So I go and I quickly park my car. And I'm like, okay, either I stay in here and stall and wait to see what they do, or I just book it because they haven't even parked their car yet. Because mm-hmm. I see a pull in, and it goes into the back of the parking lot. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So I get out. I book it. I, like, run inside. I'm like, Ugh. and I kind of, like, was hanging out around that area to see who's going to come into the, because I don't know who it is. I don't know which one of our Oh, you co-workers. don't know who it is? I can't figure out who it is because their windows were tinted. It was like a... A charcoal gray looking like maybe Toyota or Nissan. Was it type. a sedan? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know who it is? <laughs> was it Ted? Was it Ted Florindo? Was it a Volvo? I don't know. It was right behind me. Oh, I bet it was Ted. It was probably Ted. I honked at Ted. <laughs> Ted's car is, is great. Is that what color his car? It's a great is car. Gray? It's a great Volvo. Oh dang! I bet it was him because we always get there around the same time. <laughs> Know you were hogging a tip, Orlando. Oh, and I gave him an aggressive hog, too. I was like, move it, bucko. He's like, I'm just looking at the weather map. I want to get the forecast right. Well, he was on his phone for way too long. And well, no, it's not, we don't it know. wasn't we, him. It wasn't. Ted does drive a gray car, a gray sedan. 
his windows are heavily tinted. He's, oh, it was he's totally tinted. <laughs> Ted doesn't want people to see him. I didn't know that was his car. Oh. Wait, did he pull in and go to the back right? Yes. And, and go all the way to the end? All the way. He, that went, is he went straight forward. And I, I make a, a, a firm right right away to park there. He went into the back and then he parked back there. Yep, you hot, oh. you hot horned uh, Ted Florendo. Wow. Well, he'll now give us our most accurate now traffic reports also. Put your phone down, Ted. Oops, sorry. <laughs> it's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix 94.1. Hey, Caroline, you're caller 20. You ready to play Heads Up? Woo. I'm ready to play. Let's do it. We want to get you this Apple HomePod Mini. You've got three categories to choose from this morning. Do you want to go with bow tie? Power Rangers or Hollywood Star? Let's go with Hollywood Star. Hollywood Star it is. National Actors Day is this Friday. These are all famous actors and actresses, okay? Okay. Okay, who do you want to pick as your partner? We'll go with you, Mercedes. Okay. All right, Caroline, 60 seconds on the clock. Get six correct and you win, and you start now. He was Jack in Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, he was Captain Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Depp. Yes, she used to be married to Brad Pitt, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Angelina Jolie. Yes, she is um, uh, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. She is... Um, yes, he is um, He is the... the oh, gosh. What, um, I pass. She is Miss Congeniality. Um... Sandra Bullock. Yes, he is Captain America. Oh, oh my God. Um, Let's pass. Chris? Um, he is the notebook and also Ken. Ryan Cox. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> you got it! Congratulations! Caroline, nice job. You just got yourself that Apple HomePod Mini. What's the one that you got? Did you pat? You did a hard pass on. I was, I, I was spacing. I went, I should have said the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal. Ah. Yeah, I was totally spacing. And then Chris Evans was is Captain America. But you didn't need it, Caroline. You got it. Congratulations. Now we'll have more of these Apple HomePod Minis tomorrow morning with heads up. And check this out. Next hour, nine forty. Tickets for you to go see Usher. They're finally drying out. Have you noticed that there are a lot of like little critters and things yes. that are coming out lately? I, I noticed a, like a bunch of little spiders just kind of crawling in random places. And I, I'm so conflicted when it comes to spiders. I don't know if I should just smush them or just kind of kick them away. Go, <laughs> go to your home. Get out of here. I feel bad smushing them, but sometimes they're just so big and scary. I don't know what else to do. I've started something changing me. I used to always be a squisher inside the house. If it's a scorpion or something that's going to cause harm, I'm going to squish it. But if it's something that's like a, like a spider they can get a handle on, I'm a releaser now inside the house. Does it depend on the type of spider? Like if it were uh, daddy long legs, which I, I think those are actually really cute, I would be like, oh, come this way and I'll just let you go. But if it's like a big old wolf looking spider, I'd be like, smush. Yes. No. Yeah. If, if it can cause harm, if it's deadly, because we found in our backyard with the pool Sometimes when the ball goes in the pool, I don't if I don't get it right away, it ends up in the pool filter right next to the pool. And it was like last week, I, I lift the thing up to go in there, and there's a black widow with a red dot in the back of it. And that's not a nice spider. And Laura's there with me, and she's like, don't kill it. I'm like, what are you kidding me? If that thing gets to one of the dogs or one of us, we're in a bad way after that. So I ended up killing that thing. 
You have to. Yes. You have to. But I have a friend of mine. I, she posted this on Facebook. She found a rattlesnake in her backyard. A rattlesnake. Knock on wood. I've never seen one out here in Las Vegas. I know they're out there, but she goes in our backyard, and there's this rattlesnake hanging out, and it's like a green one, and she posted the pictures on Facebook, and they got rid of it. But Sol made a comment, like, that green one is one of the most deadliest rattlesnakes that are out there. And oh there's two God. types of venoms. Well, you can't just squish those. What are you supposed to do in that situation? It was her husband. Got it. I don't know how he got it. He put it, like, in a trash can, and then he released it. They didn't kill it. He caught it into a trash can, and then, according to her, he just released it. She didn't say where. Hopefully 10 miles outside of town. But he released the thing. That's brave. They, really, for the average person who is enough to do that, what are you supposed to do? Are you... So- that's not a nine one one call, right? Is that a three one one call? Is that does anybody know? Have call you ever, your realtor, sell the house. <laughs> have you ever found some sort of dangerous animal or like something really scary and you had to call someone to come get it? And who did you call? Seven oh two three six four ninety four hundred. I have never I mean the most disgusting thing I found is a rat. We found a dead rat in our driveway about two weeks ago on the side. And it's so funny because my husband tries to keep it a secret from me because he doesn't want to scare me and freak me out. But uh, I made a comment about, what did I say? Like, when's the next time the exterminator is coming? And he's like, hopefully soon. And I was like, why do you say that? He's like, oh, nothing. I was like, oh, something. (laughs) What happened? He's like, oh. He pulls up his phone and there's this dead rat laying there. Kind of cute little guy, except for the tail. Rats would be cute if it wasn't for that tail. They're so long. That flesh-colored tail. <laughs> if that tail was fuzzy, mm-hmm. oh, they would be so cute. They would be so adorable. But it's the flesh-colored tail that makes them disgusting. Because everything else is furry and cute. And you get down to the tail, it's like the fur just stopped. Like, ah, we don't need fur on this thing. Yeah, it just, it's it's ugly. It's not attractive. So um, someone says, I'm calling 911 anyway on a snake. Is that, I wonder if that's something that they would be annoyed that you called about or that they would put you in the right direction. There were comments on the post. Some people said the fire department sometimes take would take care of that. She mentioned she did call a company. She didn't say who, but they were going to charge $400 to come get the snake. It was actually her neighbor who came and put the snake in the trash can and released it in the desert. But I don't know what company she called, but it was $400, $400 to get rid of it. 400 bucks to get rid of a rattlesnake? Eh, expensive, but I'd rather spend the money than a rattlesnake in my backyard. You just got to make sure that you contain it at, in enough time. You know, you put a bucket over it. Do you sit on the bucket to make sure he doesn't slither it away? Yes, you just still. see this bucket going down the street. <laughs> what is that? Don't lift the bucket up. Coming at you. More. It's time for the Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. Did you guys hear about this Air Canada flight that came out of Vegas that was headed to Montreal? Is this the diarrhea flight? No, but close. So imagine getting to your seat on a full plane and seeing a wet spot in in your seat. Oh. And and it's it's actually residue from someone getting sick in your seat, throwing up. Ugh. As if that's not bad enough, you're then told you either sit in it or you get kicked off and put on a no-fly list. That's exactly what happened to two women on their Air Canada flight from Las Vegas to Montreal. Susan Benson was behind them, took the whole incident in. She's, she said the seats smelled. The safety belts were still wet. The the flight attendants tried to clean up, quote unquote, using coffee grounds. And the women were given blankets to sit on, but asked why they were expected to sit in that for five hours. So the pilot comes back 
and had them escorted off and put on a no-fly list. Since the whole story went viral, Air Canada has been apologizing profusely, saying we are reviewing this matter internally and have followed up with the customers directly as our operating procedures were not followed correctly in this inter- in this instance. We remain in contact with them about this matter. Full, okay, full flight, no other seats available. What do you do? You're that. You're the, that's your seat. What are you doing? I'm not. I'm not sitting no, in it. Not right? for five hours. Why? I mean, the fact that it's not just like you know what, ma'am, we're so sorry. This is unacceptable. We are going to book you on the next flight. I, I wish we had more room on this one. That is on us. We'll book you on the next flight. We'll get you a voucher. No, they came back. They said if you don't sit in this. Then you're getting on the no-fly list. Why do they go that? Because I'm right there with you. There's no way I'm sitting that thing. I'm walking off a plane saying, I'm sorry, I'm not sitting that. Going to the ticket counter saying, this just happened to me. Get me on the next flight. And you're, I'm not going to pay for it. Why did they go to such extremes? Not that it, you have the answer, but they went from zero to 60 real fast on that. I know. Is there anyone listening that's on the no-fly list? And what did you do to get put on it? I'm really curious. Like, oh, I'm. So, why are you on the no-fly list? Because I didn't sit in the vomit seat. I mean, come on. And it sounds like they're going to be taken off of it, but that's just ridiculous. It's awful. I would be even upset if I'm sitting in the seat next to that seat. Oh, If you yeah. have to sit next to the vomit seat the entire flight and the smell of that whole thing. Oh. Oh, because you know it just went probably on your seat somewhere. You Have you ever been banned from anywhere? So th- these people were banned from Air Canada for a hot minute. Have I been banned? Um, I don't think I have. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've been banned from anywhere. Have you? Um, I've had buddies banned. A buddy of mine was banned from the Tropicana back in college for stealing towels. And then another buddy of mine was banned from the brew pub inside the Monte Carlo, which is now the park, Park MGM, for um, urinating in a beer stein. Ew. Listen. I mean, this was recent. It's Park MGM. <laughs> no, my, by, Monte Carlo. Oh, okay. The brew pub at oh, the Monte okay, Carlo. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> because back then, it was, it was a walk to the bathroom back then. So oh, I guess he didn't want to go. Gross. And they used to have, you know, big beer steins. And he just went and security saw him and they kicked him out. Oh, I don't blame him. So, well, does that mean he, the band continued to Park MGM? I don't know. Can he, go I, in now? I, he moved. I should have my buddy. <laughs> Next time he comes to town, let's all go there and see if he gets in. All right. Think about your most self conscious age like the age where you felt the most awkward what age do you think you were the most awkward oh 13 when i started my body started going through 13. changes yeah i don't okay. know what's going on yeah they, there's this new poll that asked adults how old they were when they felt the most awkward and the average answer was actually older than that 17 and two-thirds of adults say they still have moments when they feel just as awkward as they did back then but here's the thing It turns out we're still, as adults, worried about a lot of the same things that we were worried and self-conscious about back then. The top three things we worried about in high school were our weight, our hair, and our teeth. And those are still the top three things that we're self-conscious about. Were you uh, worried about your teeth in high school? I was, actually, because I had... There was too much fluoride in our water where I grew up, in the the regular tap water, and it stained my teeth. It gave me, like, these white spots. And I remember, like, people would make comments all the time, like, what happened to your teeth? What happened to your teeth? And I was just like, it. I mean, it looked like maybe I didn't brush them well enough, but I did. And it was, I was really self-conscious about it. Then I got braces, and it kind of made it even worse um, because, you know, the little... parts where you couldn't get under yeah, it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was really self-conscious about my teeth. Were you? Uh, no, I wasn't. Not, not about my teeth. No. 
my size and everything. So it wasn't a big guy. I was on the football team. I was like the smallest guy on the football team. Are you still self-conscious about that? About my size? Yeah. No. I'm very confident in my size now. Yeah. I, I'm looking at these things. I'm like, I still get self-conscious about my teeth. Even though I got new, like brand new teeth, I still get self-conscious <laughs> about all these things. Did you have a comeback to that where someone's like, what's wrong with your teeth? What's wrong with your face? Did you have a comeback? No, I just took it and went and cried. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just how we dealt with things. You try to make these comebacks years <laughs> later. Like someone fires somebody when you're 15 years old. You think of a comeback. 15 years later. I still haven't thought of a comeback and it's been all this time. So, Okay, finally this morning, so Olivia Rodrigo, she is making some new rules going forward regarding songwriting um, and her exes. She did this interview and she confessed that when she released Driver's License back in 2021, she did not give her ex, Joshua Bassett, a heads up about it. And that's who the song was about. She said... It was a very bad idea to not do that. Why? Well, he eventually revealed that he was hospitalized with stress-induced septic shock after he got so much hate from her fans when that song came out. So these days, I know we this perfect, is the one. She says she now feels a responsibility to let the subjects of her songs kind of have a sneak peek at her projects before putting them out in the world, which she did not do with this one. Um, so her new songs, she's released two so far, Vampire and Bad Idea Right, and it has fans wondering if they're about exes, maybe old friends, maybe people that are touring on the Eras tour right now, right? We, we just, <laughs> we don't know. We're wondering if she gave them a heads up on that. We, we should get a clearer picture on Friday, though, because that's when, uh, Guts is released, the full 12 tracks from Guts, and we can all kind of decipher it ourselves. How does that, what's her ex's name for the song? Joshua Bassett. So Joshua, he gets a message. Hey, I, I got a song about you on my album. Oh, yeah, what's it called? Driver's License. Send it my way. Let me take a listen. Okay, here, take a listen. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> want to cry now <laughs> do you have what to did you do to him? <laughs> yeah hey 940 tickets for you to go see usher i wish i uh, got a birthday serenade from diana ross when it was my birthday did you see diana ross at beyonce's uh concert she serenaded her, her, birthday her birthday this week yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> What do we have to sing for your birthday? Didn't Dan Reynolds sing happy birthday oh, to you once? Well, maybe once. Or maybe I once. I don't know. But I thought that was really cool. A lot of celebrities ended up going there. And then you're seeing all the... I saw Zendaya and Tom Holland, and they were so adorable. And then Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner made their dating debut over there at the Beyonce concert. Lots of celebrities at that one. Those were two of the biggest tours of the summer. One tour is still... Both tours are still happening, actually, but... Both tours, which one? Taylor Beyonce? Swift oh. and Beyonce. Yes. So I've got right now, it's Bay versus Tay. The, okay. The Eras and Renaissance tours by the numbers. And I want you to try to, to, to guess which is right here. It'll make sense once I start doing it here. Okay. Okay, out of the two, Taylor Swift, her Eras tour, and Beyonce's Renaissance tour. Out of the two, which one had the most stops this year? Uh, definitely Taylor. Taylor she Swift. She was all over the country. Taylor Swift is? Correct. 146 yeah. stops to date. Beyonce, 56. Okay. Out of those two tours, Beyonce's Renaissance and Taylor Swift Errors Tour, which average goes longer? Which average goes longer? Yeah, the average length of the show. Which is oh, longer? Oh, oh, uh, 
I believe it's Taylor's. Hers, I think, goes like 300... Three hours and 20 minutes. I want to say Beyonce's just under two. Get out of here with your timing on Taylor Swift. What would you say Taylor was? 320. Three hours and 23 minutes oh, is Taylor 23. Swift. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we looked at the our watches and we're Did like, really? wow, that went by fast. And then Beyonce is two hours and 29 minutes. So oh, Taylor is faster. Okay, gotcha. Average number of songs performed. Taylor or Beyonce, average number of songs performed. Who does the most in their concert? Well, I'm just going to guess strictly based on the fact that her concert goes longer, that Taylor does more songs. Taylor Swift, 46 songs. Beyonce, 35 songs. Okay, it's close, though. 11 songs. Numbers, number of outfits worn so far. So far? So far. Ooh. Now, I didn't see Beyonce, but every time I see, like, TikToks of her show, she's got a different outfit on. So I think she's changing hers nightly. Uh, Taylor would change some here and there. Uh, like some dresses she had like a green version and a yellow version of, and she'd go back and forth. But I didn't see a ton of costume changes outside of those small ones. So I'll say Beyonce has more costume changes. Taylor Swift has had 44. Uh-huh. Beyonce, 100 plus. Yeah. She's got a ton of different outfits that she's been wearing. Okay, here's this is a hard one. Number of backup dancers, Beyonce or Taylor Swift, who has the larger number of backup dancers? Mm, I didn't see Beyonce in concert, but I know Blue Ivy's on that, and she should count for three because she's so good. <laughs> um, I'll say Beyonce has more backup dancers. Beyonce has 23. Okay. Taylor Swift has 16. Oh, okay. I'll right, we'll give you one more. Last one here. Number of surprise guests. Who's had more surprise guests? The Renaissance Tour or the Eras Tour? Oh, I saw she just brought out Kendrick Lamar. Diana Ross was there. Um, Taylor brought out a guy from Bastille when I was there. <laughs> um, was it Bastille? I think. Mm, she brought out a couple of surprise guests. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Beyonce. Beyonce. I'll, I'll go with Beyonce. Beyonce has had 15 surprise guests on her tour. Okay. Taylor Swift has had five. That's it? Yeah. Oh, wow. They're both doing amazing things for the economy, so both tours are legit. That's pretty That's pretty awesome. I love seeing these two women headlining these tours Crushing and just it. killing it. It's so awesome. Well, you did the story on Tuesday. Taylor Swift is about to take over the uh, movie industry when her Everest Tour concert comes out in theaters in October. They're estimating that's going to have $100 million opening weekend. Oh, it's going to be huge. They're already, so many theaters are already sold out. This hour, tickets for you to go see Usher at 940. Odyssey. I think this song, Mercedes, falls on the last round of dad rock. It does fall into the dad rock category, in the, your opinion? The last round, though, because there's now a new round of dad rock music. Get ready for this. An article came out talking about dad rock, the music that your dad is into. And this right here is now considered dad rock. Carry on, carry on. My Chemical Romance is it's, dad rock. It is now considered dad rock. They also had Lincoln Park in there. And 
Fallout Boy is considered dad rock. I mean, it makes you feel old, but in a way, I do get it. I mean, all those guys are dads that are, you know, or fall into that kind of dad age group. So I get it. And I saw the original TikTok video that kind of stemmed this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a kid and he's he's like wearing a Metallica shirt, ironically, while he's saying this, because in my mind, dad rock is like Metallica, um, like Motley Crue, Van Halen. Uh, that's what dad rock is in my mind, but there's like a new generation after that that, it, that has become dads, and those are your Linkin Parks and your My Chemical Romances and Fallout Boys and stuff like that. It's it's a hard pill to swallow because if you think I do think it the same way, Van Halen, uh, Poison, bands like that, and then you have a, an era after that where you get Nirvana, Pearl Jam. So if Fall Out Boy is dad rock, is Pearl Jam Nirvana grandpa rock, and is Van Halen and Motley Crue great grandpa rock? Yeah, it is. Don't you think? I mean, think about it. If that's a, you, you got to go with the generations. I mean, I think there is an argument for maybe putting Pearl Jam and Nirvana within. Like, that's the earlier version of dad rock. Mm-hmm. Like that's like older dad rock. And then this one is newer dad rock. Um, but it's just funny because if you think about what your dad's rock is, just your personal father's rock, like what what was it for him? My dad was Jimi Hendrix. He liked the Beatles. And my dad was a huge, still is a huge Simon and Garfunkel fan. Those were like his go-to bands. I remember like doing errands with him on a Saturday morning and like Sound of Silence, Bridge Over Troubled Waters, oh my all, goodness. The, all the Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> hit songs would be playing. That was like his go-to band with Simon and Garfunkel. My dad, he loved too, and it, it, it trickled down to me because now I love these two bands. The Eagles, oh, my dad loved the Eagles. Like they were his favorite. Always listen to the Eagles. Um, and the other one was the Steve Miller band. And I, the other day I heard we were in San Diego, we were at some restaurant and they were like playing. Do you remember jet airliner from a Steve Miller band? They were playing that song and I started singing along to it. My, my, my daughter's like, what is this song? I'm like, Oh my God, my dad used to love this song. It was his favorite. Okay. I'm going to load us up with some dad rocks from our dad. So I'll, uh, Hit you some with some uh, Simon and Garfunkel first. It shows how chill your dad was because, like, this isn't really rock. It's like folk, it's and like, I—he's just—he seems more like mellow and laid back. Soft rock almost. Yeah. And we get to the Eagles with your dad. Yeah. But this is like grandpa rock. Oh my gosh, my dad liked Hendrix. Put that possibly in the great grandpa rock. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot older. And then here's Steve Miller. It's funny. There's a whole thing with Abracadabra specifically. He's like, that's when he turned on Steve Miller band. He's like, once Abracadabra came out, he changed. <laughs> we don't talk about Abracadabra in our house. <laughs> Never speak the A word. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t